1: The Michael K.
2: Show. Let's hear from you on a big football Friday. I we'll start off with Anthony in Staten Island. You know, Don, Mike,
3: Peter, you guys were talking to in this spring last year about your man Aaron Rodgers and where the Jets, sitting home, while my Bills are playing this weekend.
2: Well, Anthony, it's not like Aaron Rodgers played the entire season. That's
3: because my man knocked him out.
2: Nobody knocked him out. The turf knocked him Yeah.
3: Out.
2: No. When he hit him, he went down. Uh, I I, I think I speak for
0: everybody when I say thank you for the phone call.
2: Thanks for the phone
0: Uh, call. I mean, he's hanging
2: on the rim. First of all, halfway through the season, they didn't think the Buffalo Bills were going to make the playoffs.
0: We knocked him out, and then in came Zach Wilson and beat you. The Michael K. Show on 98.7
1: ESPN.
2: Oh, yeah. One quick thing about the Antonio Pierce story. One guy... Who lobbied really hard for Antonio Pierce was Devontae Adams. That would lead you to believe Devontae Adams is not getting traded to the Jets.
0: Yeah, because why would he care?
2: Well well, I mean, he I mean, he's lobbying for the guy and the guy got the job. Well. So wouldn't it look bad if he wanted to be traded? Well
0: You could you could be happy for him and think he deserves the job, but also think you might be better off someplace else.
2: Mm, both could be I mean, true you're, you're the, you want the guy hired and he got hired i mean what what kind of look would it be if, oh yeah now i'm yeah. out of here well do you have no right to give that take then if you no, don't want to no. play for him uh,
0: no i don't i disagree with that like you like him you think he should be a head coach you give him the vote but you've got a chance to to go to a team you think you've got a chance of of, of doing better I, I think both could be true hmm. peter i will catch know. up with another time.
4: <laughs> Unbelievable.
2: I think I speak for all of us <laughs> to say move on. All right, so today yeah. is a... You know, we talked yesterday. We, we went back and forth about the power of columnists and stuff like that. This doesn't help us, Michael. Well, the, the world has certainly changed a lot, and especially when it comes to magazines. And if you're uh, a man or a woman... Of a certain age, like my age, Don's age, even Peter's. I I don't know if Generation X fits into this. Sports Illustrated was a weekly part of your life.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: You would have a subscription. You'd wait there at the mailbox to get that magazine to see what's on the cover. And the reason I'm bringing this up, and we all wanted to talk about it today, is that everybody that works for Sports Illustrated was essentially told today their jobs are done. You know, it was botched when they made the sale of the licensing rights. I'm I'm not saying that it's definitely the end of Sports Illustrated, but it certainly looks like it's on its last breath. And Mm. again, when I was growing up, you couldn't even imagine the world without Sports Illustrated. No, they were movers and shakers. What they put on the front cover, that picture resonated for an entire week. There wasn't an Internet or thing like that. So it's really a sad day. A lot of great people lost their jobs today. They say they're going to continue to publish. I don't know how. I don't know. Well, how do not understand. Published. Are AI writers going to do the, every story? So I, I'm not quite sure what's going on. There's some people have like 60 or 90 days left on their contract, and they're not immediately out. But those that were working, you know, week to week, they're gone. they're gone. They're gone. They got the word today, and you know, there are people that we know, like Robin Lundberg, you know, wakes up, he doesn't have a job today. So no, he, he, Robin makes, actually
4: still has a job,
2: but short term. Ro-
4: I don't know. Uh,
2: oh, he said on I, I
4: Twitter I d- he doesn't. No, if you look on sports, he, it's, it's, he said, if you looked on Twitter and continue to read, it looks like he's still currently working. Um, They're kind of in limbo, so they don't know. He's among the people who right. doesn't know where it's going to land. But, yeah, he's, I mean, obviously, regardless, he's got to be terrified. It's a terrible situation. Not a great
0: spot, but it was, it was the thing that everybody can relate to of a certain age is that if your team won a championship, the first thing you wanted to go out and do was get the sports illustrated to see how they were going to have your championship team on the cover. And it you 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 talk about influence, Michael. Man, that's how I, that's how I learned about the World Cup. You know, but because whoever won that 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 week for that year, you know, would be on the cover. You know, I'd find out about college basketball through that. Like the There was so much that you learned outside of your general area, things that the newspapers wouldn't cover here in New York that mattered to the world. And they seemed very unbiased. There was tons of hockey on the cover, um, gymnastics, like whatever was a big story in sports, they put on the cover because they were big enough that they didn't. uh, Towards the end, they had to uh, obviously think about making sure they put the popular things on the cover so that they could sell copies, but there was a time when people were going to buy Sports Illustrated anyway, so they really showed you what was hot, what was important,
2: what you needed to know in sports based on what was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Now, Pat Ford, a senior writer for SI, Uh, Tweeted out, to correct some erroneous reporting, we are going to continue to operate Sports Illustrated. Either Arena or someone else is going to have the license to operate Sports Illustrated. The entire staff was not laid off. There still is a website and a magazine. That said, ugly, brutal day with many layoffs. Nothing quite like hearing colleagues and friends saying they just got termination emails in real time while on a union Zoom call. Please lend your support to those folks.
0: One. Of the absolute (sighs) greatest days of my life, Peter. Yeah, let me me try to guess. Oh, here we go. I'd say third or fourth grade, Lincoln School. I was little log cabin. What's that?
2: Little log cabin.
0: No, that was the name of the school. Was Lincoln? Gotcha. I'll give you a hint. All the, the a lot of presidents were represented in Hawthorne. We had Franklin School, Jefferson, Roosevelt, and I went to Lincoln. Gotcha. And I was in the library and they were cleaning out old magazines and they were going to throw out boxes of old Sports illustrated. And I dragged them all home in my house with within uh, five yards of where I'm sitting right now. I have every Sports Illustrated from like 1975 to like 1980. And it was just looking through the picture. It was just the pictures. And then, you know, it was great at the end of Sports Illustrated. Remember, Michael, where they kind of update everything that happened in sports that week? Mm -hmm. Like, it was just, it was a Bible for sports fans. If you didn't have Sports Illustrated, then I had to question whether you were a fan of sports.
2: And then the faces in the crowd, young kids. Oh, yeah. And then those kids, like one was Don Mattingly when he was a kid. There are a lot of young kids that turned into be stars. And who, who can forget a, Peter the swimsuit issues? Oh, well, Cheryl that, Teague still emblazoned
4: in my mind. Oh, uh, for well, you know, for me, I was I was getting the magazine during the Kathy Ireland days. That, that's when I was. Well, I mean, that's it, when I was subscribing.
0: Gunling might not be with us if it wasn't for the Kate Upton that was sitting
2: next. Oh, to Oh my one. God! No, what a great reason. point! What a great point by you.
4: Yeah. Um, and, and they're the ones that just stand out in your mind. I'm, I'm looking now. Uh, uh, the Doug Williams. Cover for the Super Bowl, uh, the the when the Redskins won the next one in '91 with Mark Rip in the letter Rip cover. I just posted on Twitter the not a good memory, but the Orioles zero and eighteen cover. You guys remember that? Yeah, like they just signified moments. And you're right, Don. You felt like so cool when it was about something going on in your local world that made the cover.
0: When when the Giants won Super Bowl twenty one, the cover was Phil Simms with Carl Mecklenburg like twisting his ankle like from the game. And then the Emerson Walls with his hands up in the air after Norwood missed the field goal from Super Bowl twenty-five. Um, I also one that sticks with me, Michael. I don't know if you remember this one. This is this is probably like what like eighty-nine, ninety. The Mets were in free fall, so they had uh, Daryl Strawberry in the covers. Right around the time where they end up firing Davey and, and going to butt. but they got hot like within the week of the magazine coming out. So they had strawberry like hitting a home run, and it said the amazing mess, and they crossed out Mets and put and mess and put Mets because they actually got hot as the release of the uh, the magazine was coming out. I don't know if you remember that one, but that's like that stuff that sticks to your mind. I'm just uh, I was just kind of just going through the, the 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 covers, just iconic photos, the Miracle on
2: Ice. Well, wasn't it Neil Leifer who took the picture of Ali standing over Liston? From above? Oh, yeah. that That's a class. I think the first ever Sports Illustrated was, I hope I don't mind getting this, is Roger Bannister. I, the, think it, is think it? The first, I think no, the first no, no, one it was a, was a baseball. Yeah, it was a home run. Um,
0: it was a Brave. I forget who the Brave was. Eddie Matthews. Yes. yes. Good call. Good call. Eddie Matthews, yeah. But they would cover it, everything, like like boating, like, and you found yourself reading those articles because, well, it's in Sports Illustrated. I guess I have to know this.
2: I just, I don't know. I, I mean, I wish that it was the case, but I, I'm not quite sure that society now has the attention span to read long, like the articles in the back were just brilliant by Frank DeFord and the like. Mm-hmm. I just don't, and also by the time the story got out, it's it's like four or five news cycles well, away now at that's Sports the... Illustrated because everybody's online. Now, Sports Illustrated is online too, but yeah, how but do you, you know monetize what? that? You know, what, it, it's...
4: Well, there's a few things. There, obviously, guys, we see that certain newspapers have been able how to, f- to figure out how to monetize online. I'm not saying it's easy, but the brands, the really big brands, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the New York Daily News. But those are all daily publications. I, I, I get it. But um, by the way, The New Yorker still does well. Yeah. Weekly Magazine. I mean, they have a very specific kind of audience that reads it. The stories are very evergreen in The New Yorker. You you don't you pile the magazines up and you get around to it and you get around to it. You know what I mean? It's not news from the day before. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something format wise that they had to do. Uh, Don, I just stumbled on another one that I had on my wall for years. I don't know if you remember it, Mario with the uh, as good as Gretzky question mark was. Right. Uh, oh, I was so stoked. And and the USA Hockey, uh, one of the greats of all time. There's so was, many, man.
0: I, I was just spanning through. I get I get some point they had like the greatest cover of all time, and they did like a. A March Madness type of bracket, and that's what won the Miracle on Ice. But and it's not it's not this game. I don't know if you know the the cover, Michael. You probably can picture it. It's, it's them celebrating, but the fan in the back that's waving the the American flag. It's just the photography was amazing, like award winning. It wasn't just throwing stuff. Some of it was silly, but 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 not usually. I mean, they had the you know the Deion Sanders one was kind of goofy. Um, when Gretzky went to LA, they had you know Gretzky and, and Magic on the cover. But sometimes the action shots were just incredible. It was the it was the gold standard for sports and, and, all, and all the Jordan covers.
2: And, oh. and you, you can't. I mean, let, let's hope that they find their way out and that it continues to be. But thirty years ago, if you told thirty two year old me, oh by the way, Sports Illustrated might go out of business one day. I go, yeah, okay. But a lot of things that we thought would never go out of business go out of business. I mean, the world is ever changing, wow. and this is really a, uh, it's it's sad to say for the people I get laid off. I mean, can you imagine? You you you, know, you wake up today having breakfast, and, and you get a, uh, get an email, oh, you're gone. It's just awful. It's awful what's happening in our world. No, forget it. Forget about just sports publications. That's
0: well, just uh, that's the thing is that we want everything immediately. So. Yeah, there's still brilliant writing and there were still exposés that, that would work. But, you know, by the time you get the Sports Illustrated delivered or go to the newsstand and get it, you know, it's, it's old news. You know, those four or five days between the event and when finally the, the magazine come out, I mean, people have already moved on. There's already something else they moved on to. Do you remember the first one you ever bought? No. I, I for whatever reason, I was captivated because the Mets were awful. In the whole, we are family. Pittsburgh Steelers, the '79 run, Michael. I, I, I was really just in into that. It was. I was really. I was 11 years old. I was, I was really understood baseball. It was a great series. Baltimore blew the 3-1 series lead. Pittsburgh came back to win, and I had to have the Sports Illustrated when it came out. When when the when the uh, Pirates won, and I remember my dad running and, and, and getting it for me, and I still have it. It was, it was a big deal. I mean, I, I'm sure there are things that are a big deal to a younger generation, but for, for us, and I think, Peter, you're in this, too, even though you're a little bit younger, you still, by the way you're talking about it, still meant something to you when you were growing up, but that was that was a major part of being a sports fan.
2: Yeah, I wonder what mm. takes that place. I mean, what has taken that place? I, I guess, on, you know, ESPN, I guess. ESPN, yeah. like, shapes everybody's sports and, you know, what we watch and you know what they highlight and stuff like that i guess espn sports illustrated has kind of morphed into espn in a video way you know i know we're think of a better parallel i don't know
4: no probably not but but it's so different too it's almost like impossible to have the conversation and i know that we're sort of supposed to be of the mindset of you know things change uh Every generation, things are different. And everyone always thinks that what was from their childhood is great and what will be is not. Some things, guys, though, are simply not replaceable. And the fact of the matter is there are some simple old things that have changed over the last 10 years, like picking up a magazine or newspaper or looking at album credits That Yeah, I know the younger generation is fine. I'm not saying we're better than them because they don't have I'm saying that they're sincerely missing out like they will sincerely miss out on the experience of when that new album drops and you get to sit there in your bedroom and flip through the art. Or when, a Don, when you're sitting around on a Sunday in your house and you pick up your coffee and read the newspaper, there is something that is different about that experience. Not everything's apples to apples. Oh, it's all fine. I can watch it on TikTok. I can read it on the app. This stuff will be missed.
0: I guess there's less clutter because I'm thinking of things that keepsakes. Things Not at things your that you your Hold on
1: to. No, nah, it's
2: a cheap shot, Peter. Did you hear that?
1: Don no, I, I, I mean, he's
0: right. But, like, <laughs> right, like, what's in the backpack of a sports fan? Like, like right? I mean, Don, when we were Don, What's in the
4: backpack, period. I mean... I know. Like, it's saying. in the like, phone. Everyone just has a phone. There is no backpack.
0: 12-year-old Don LaGreca going to school, you'd find baseball cards, you'd find a Sports Illustrated, like, you'd find something they show you you were a sports fan, but I guess everything's on your phone now. So I don't know if there's any keepsake. We'd run out to, if a team won a championship, one of the things that I wanted to do was frame the Sports Illustrated yeah. from the championship yeah. that my team got.
2: And you know what else we're going to lose to? The SI um, jinx. If you were on the SI cover, there's a good chance thing, bad things were going to happen. Well, it didn't happen to Michael Jordan, but I mean, there's a lot of instances that it did. The sad thing
0: about like where we're going like we're we're eulogizing it even though it may not necessarily be dead it's been gone for a while guys I mean the way what, what, we what, thought of it what yeah cuz what's on the cover this week I, I there was a time where I'd be able to tell you what was on the cover of that week or or predict what's going to be on the cover but that's that changed a long time ago and they even got caught up in it too like wasn't even there were times they didn't even give the cover to the champion because there might have been a bigger story that there, or something that might catch the eyeball of somebody walking past the nude stand to buy it. So they got caught up in it too, but there was a time where everybody bought sports illustrate. So it didn't matter. They told you what was big. And then that, that obviously changed. So some of it was salacious and, and that just to be able to get you to grab the magazine. But you know, I, I think that's been gone for a long, long time now. All
2: right, let's, let's all just cross our fingers and hope that they come out of this in one, you know, one shape or, or form. Um, Where it still exists and that people still have jobs that that's that's the way to root. But as Don said, I don't know if we'll ever get back to the glory days. Uh Let's just hope that it still exists.
0: Well, Robin's a talented guy. He'll land on his feet. Um, You know, I just I feel bad for, you know, for him because he's the one person I know that worked there. And hopefully everything will work out there. That's what you feel really bad about. Well, 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 Robin, in in not being around.
4: In some ways, Robin Lumberg's in a better place than others in that he's a broadcaster. He was doing and he has been doing uh, you know, videos for SI.com. In some ways, the tougher spot is for the guys who's, and, and girls whose talent was just writing. You know, that's, That, in some ways, is the harder thing if you don't have the onlet, the video audio skills. Oh,
0: big Dog New York 6 reminded me of the Sid Finch, Michael. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, I, I remember reading that article while I was waiting to get my hair cut and believing the story. Because I was so young, it was it was a made up story by George Plimpton, Peter, of a of a guy Sid Finch. It was a Mets prospect that could throw the ball like one hundred and twenty miles per hour. It was a made up story, but it was it was almost like a, a modern day War of the Worlds. Like people bought it. It was so that brings back a lot of memories too. So. Thank you.
2: When you got that haircut, was that in Kaleidoscope, or was that before that?
0: No, that was at Moe's. Okay. Moe Ciardi had it right just a block away from my house. He still cuts hair. Tremendous human being.
2: Let's go to Cullum in the Bronx. Cullum.
1: Uh, What's going on? Mike, Don, and Peter. Good afternoon. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Knicks um, really quick just recapping what you guys mentioned you know when, you know it was easier opponents but a back to back is obviously is going to be tough no matter what and i'm going to the game tomorrow and i would definitely root and cheer for RJ and quickly you know uh, RJ when the game starts quickly, uh, I believe he's coming off the bench on that team still. So when he comes in, I would definitely give them an applause. But you looking at this trade, we've seen it enough now where clearly the trade has benefited the Knicks. You know their defensive numbers are are at, at the top, if not number one on most of the categories. But I think there's you know there's obviously a little bit more that they need to do if they want to get into that realm of being considered a contender. I would like to know what you guys think. Is I really would like to see um, them go after DeJounte Murray. I think um, the money-wise that he would have this year, I think Evan Fournier by himself would make the money work. But I think with, with how much he's getting now that his contract will uh, – his extension will kick in after next year and the way that the Hawks have kind of represented that they kind of want to get under the cap and stuff, I think with just picks – Maybe adding Quentin Grimes, which adding Murray wouldn't would make that not a necessity to keep. And if it would be, let's say, Fournier, Grimes, and three first-round picks, I think DeJounte Murray, with his ability as a complete player, that he can rebound, pass, score. He's got his, he's got his shooting numbers up extremely well this year and he's, uh, he's shown the ability to be an elite defender when he was on the Spurs. I think the Hawks don't really play as much defense as much, but I think Tom Thibodeau can well, get that the defensive it, ability back out to him.
2: It, it would make them a better team, uh, and we thank you for the call. Does it make them the team? Uh, I'm not sure it makes them better in Boston, but it certainly gives them a fighting chance and, and a best of seven if that's for the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, we have guys that we respect like Kendrick saying that they could go to the Finals now. They can go to the Eastern Conference Finals now. Now, DeJounte Murray is a really outstanding player. Evan Fournier is a non-player. He's there to hold a salary slot. That's the only reason he's there. My only question about a deal like that, Murray's a really, really good player. You want to give up three first-round draft picks for him. Because that's your move then. then, uh, It's going to be awfully tough to make your other move in the offseason. You probably have to trade Julius Randle which I'm sure some, some people would want to do. They have a plan, though. I give Leon Rose and his group credit. They, they seem like they have a plan, and they're going about it methodically. They're not trying to make a, a, a get-rich-quick scheme. They, they know what they're doing. Um, Mike Townenbaum is going to join us in just a moment. You know, The other day he said that Mike McCarthy didn't deserve to be fired. We'll talk to him about that in the four games this weekend as well. Empire Outlets is the place to be this winter to shop, dine, and experience. Located steps away from the Staten Island Ferry, Empire Outlets is easily accessible to all New York City and New Jersey residents. Shop at outlets like Nike Factory, Nordstrom Rack, Banana Republic Factory, Old Navy Outlet, Gap Factory, Le- Levi's Outlet, H&M, Guest Factory, and more. Dine at restaurants including Wasabi Hibachi Steakhouse, Nori Sushi Shop, Shake Shack, Hazel's 423 Food Truck, and Bake Culture. Visit EmpireOutlets.nyc to learn more and follow on Instagram at Empire Outlets. New Year, New Ride. Shop 300-plus new Hondas priced under MSRP at Bay Ridge Honda. Zero down payment leases, low financing rates, plus 1500 extra for your trade. That's Bayridge Honda, your 2022 President's Award winner. Online at bayridgehonda.com. New 2024 Honda Accord EX front wheel drive, stock number 1241 346, MSRP 31005, includes 1250 dealer discount on approved credit, on in stock, same day delivery units, lease for $319 per month for 36 months, zero due at signing, zero security deposit, tax title, and registration fees excluded. See dealer for details, ends 1 3124.
1: Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE.
0: That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
4: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
1: Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Get a chance right now to talk to our, our good friend, Mike Tannenbaum, on a football oh, Friday on 98.7 ESPN. Brought to you by Nissan. You deserve a car that thrills you, and Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill yourself. Shop your local Nissan store at Nissan.com today. Mike Tannenbaum, how you doing? Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? We're doing fine. Uh, So, Adam Schefter reporting that Antonio Pierce is finalizing a contract with the Raiders. And I brought this up earlier. I just want to get your take as a guy who used to run teams. So, Max Crosby came out and said, you know, if they don't don't retain Antonio Pierce, you know, I'm going to want to be out of here. Do you let that impact you at all if you're running a team, what a player says about somebody? Well,
3: you know, not all players are created equal. And certainly, someone like Max Crosby is going to have a Bigger, saying things, guys. But at the end of the day, you, you know, you got to measure twice and cut once, and these are huge decisions. So you're gonna to listen to that a little bit, but at the end of the day, you still gotta go through the process to feel like, hey, this is the best guy on the plan for the job.
2: Are right. you surprised that Belichick is not signed with? It looks like it's heading toward Atlanta, but are you surprised he hasn't signed with anybody?
3: Uh, yeah, I think it's not a question of when, but uh, not if, but when, and. Atlanta would be a good spot. Um, look, he's the greatest coach in the history of our game, uh, but he is going to be 72 in April, and uh, I expect that deal to get done. And, you know, you got to understand, like, from Thanksgiving on, guys, teams hire search firms, coaches have agents, and sometimes conversations happen. I'm not saying they did necessarily uh, in this situation, but, you know, maybe there's a little bit more than meets the eye. Um, I don't know specifically with this case, but I will say those things do happen way under the radar
0: all right you're a general manager of a team looking for a head coach which of the available coaches would you select
3: well you know it, don i think context matters you know with the chargers obviously like if you go back to and I, I'm, I'm i happen to be good friends with rich gannon former league mvp and he will tell you that as a quarterback coach a hundred years ago jim arbaugh was consequential in his development and you go to university of san diego and you go to Stanford and Andrew Luck and San Francisco with Colin Kaepernick and Alex Smith and what he's done with JJ McCarthy. This guy is an absolute quarterback whisperer and you put him with Justin Herbert. I think that's an absolute no brainer.
2: Why did Pete Carroll lose his job? He didn't win enough.
3: And you know, if we owned or operated the Seahawks guys and we saw us losing consistently to Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, I think we'd say, Hey, we either got to score more or defend better and, um, he had a heck of a run, but I could see why that you know you know there's an expiration date on 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 these jobs, and you know the bar is high, and you know i I maybe it was a year, you could say too soon or too late, but I could see why it happened.
2: We oh, also said- look at we also look at with Belichick losing the job with the Patriots. And then you and a lot of other people have come on and said, you know Atlanta's a really good spot for him. With that quarterback, Mike?
3: Well, there isn't a quarterback. I mean, you know, and I'll I'll say this. Let's assume that it works out. Here's what's interesting, working with Coach Belichick twice and watching him for 20 years. He acquires players that he had trouble defending, so, like, specifically going back to guys like Wes Welker. And if you go back a couple of years ago on a Monday night in Foxborough, Justin Fields tore him up. And I just wonder if Justin Fields, who is an Atlanta native, and we start connecting dots right now, Matt Eberfluss and their general manager, Ryan Poles of the Bears, are sitting in L.A. interviewing Cliff Kingsbury, who's an analyst for USC. Like, when you start connecting dots, that tells me they're drafting Caleb Williams. That tells me that Justin Fields is available. What am I doing? I'm going out, and I'm going to try to get Bill Belichick on day one, and on day two, I'm trading for Justin Fields.
0: Now, you had said you didn't believe that Mike McCarthy deserved to be fired. Why?
3: I mean... So, Josh, are you there with, like, Orlovsky and Damian Woody? So, on Monday, if the Ravens lose, should we fire John Harbaugh? Like, doesn't 36 wins matter? And for 11 months, like, we all go on air and say, boy, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're a great organization. You know, they're beyond reproach. They're not impetuous. They, you know, are very stable. And if you look at Mike McCarthy, who is horrendous, absolutely horrendous in clock management, but has done a good job with Dak Prescott – I don't think three hours is a reason to fire somebody when you look at a three-year body of work.
0: Now, I've had this conversation a lot about, you know, does he deserve to be fired? Sometimes you don't deserve to be fired, but I think I can do better. So I know Jerry Jones, he's got an ego that might have lent to why he decided to keep Mike McCarthy, but you don't think they would be better with Bill Belichick or Harbaugh or Pete Carroll as opposed to Mike McCarthy?
3: Well, I mean, it's a fair point, but let, let's say it this way, guys. If we were running the Cowboys and we're sitting there, what do you think the odds are that the next coach would win 36 games and, you know, make the playoffs as much as Mike McCarthy did? And by the way, here's what's really interesting Mike McCarthy has more career playoff wins than guys like Bill Parcells, Mike Tomlin, and a whole bunch of other names that would shock you. So my point is yeah, maybe it would be better with Bill Belichick, but again, he's going to be 72. And we know that this coach works with this quarterback. Now, does it have to get better? Yes, it has to get dramatically better. But I just wouldn't indiscriminately fire somebody because they had one bad playoff game. It would bother me. It would concern me, but I wouldn't fire them.
4: But, I mean, I don't know. I I, I I respect your point. You obviously feel strongly about it. You can tell we don't necessarily feel the exact same way. But I feel like you're sort of downplaying the level of loss a bit. I mean, it's it, it, it was just such a colossal flop for a team. You know, th- these windows, as you know better than anyone, they close. And this was the season was such an opportunity, and to flop so badly on both sides of the ball at home, I I, it, I I assumed he'd be gone.
3: Yeah, no, and look, I don't think Jerry Jones is anywhere close to the Steinbergers that he's perceived to be. He's actually patient. And one thing about windows opening and closing, like if the four of us were having this conversation a year ago, Tom Brady goes off into the sunset, you know, the Buccaneers are done for the next five years. I I would have signed for that as well. You know, $80 million in dead money. Guess what? Baker Mayfield has outperformed Tom Brady. That's just the facts. Hard stop. Both teams got a – both quarterbacks got a home playoff game, one won, one lost. So everyone thought it was over for Tampa. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans—they're going to move on. End of story. They're 60 minutes away from me in the NFC Championship game. So, if you want to step up, he needs to sign massive signing bonuses to CB Lamb, Micah Parsons, Dak Prescott. Lower those cap numbers and keep the window open.
2: It's interesting you mentioned the 36 wins in, in three years because you know, Mike, we're here in New York. We, Yankee fans are not happy with hundred win seasons. It's where are you going? Y'all, you, know, you going to win the World Series? Are you going to go to the World Series? They haven't been to the suit they haven't been in the NFC championship game in forever. Jerry's eighty one years old. I I'm very surprised, Mike, that he's he's exercising caution or or patience, should I say. That that, that doesn't seem like it jives. Eighty one with patience. I mean you don't buy green bananas at eighty one.
3: <laughs> it's a really fair point, but I think we gotta give the Joneses credit here, right? They are a family run organization. They're much closer to the Steelers and the Chargers than they are to, again, like the Steinbrenner family or, you know, others. Like, look at David Tepper. Like, Frank Wright drafts a quarterback as a rookie, and two months later he's out. Like, that's not building sustainable success. So I completely agree with you, but Jerry Jones, besides Dave Campo and Wade Phillips, like, I think every coach he's hired made it to at least year four.
2: And also, Mike, you, keep, you know, you bring up the Steinbrenners—12 years Tory, 10 years Girardi, and now Boone. So they haven't been very twitchy either. I mean, George Steinbrenner used to fire guys a lot, but his son doesn't.
3: Yeah, no, that 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 is totally fair. And the other point I'd like to make too is, like, when you look at the divisional playoffs, like, I think it's fascinating. We talked about it today on GetUp. You look at Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff; they were both first picks overall, mm-hmm. but. They're not on the team that drafted them. Baker Mayfield's on his fourth team, obviously Goss on his second. And the reason I bring that up is I do think you need to be patient a little bit more than – now, look, you gonna have a C.J. Stroud from time to time, I get it. But, again, I just give Jerry Jones credit mm-hmm. because clearly the easy decision, as you guys mentioned, is horrendous against Green Bay, undefeated at home. You should have won the game. You looked awful. And we're going to blow the whole thing out. And I don't think anybody would have sat there and been like, well, that's a bad decision. So I think he's showing mental toughness. I think he's showing leadership. And the question that really needs to be asked is, like, Mike McCarthy, when was the last time you walked into a meeting and someone changed your mind? Because you're one stubborn guy. Because when you threw the ball second down that last drive against the Detroit Lions, you should have been fired. Because a good Pop Warner coach would have known to run the ball. The Lions would have the ball with 40 seconds to go on, uh, in the game, no timeouts, and needing a touchdown to tie the Cowboys. And that was unacceptable. So to me, you can hold somebody accountable without firing them.
0: All right, of the, of the underdogs, forget the Bills and the, and the uh, Chiefs for a second, but we've got huge underdogs in the other three. Which of the three has the best chance of the upset?
3: Yeah, keeping it in the ESPN family, like, I was on today with, you know, Bart, Scott, and Damian Woody, like, all we needed was Rex, but this Buccaneer team really (laughs) reminds me of, like, the '09 9 and 10 Jet teams, and here's why. You know, Baker, to me, is reasonably close, plus or minus, you know, what Sanchez was for us. They got a really good defense. They got a good back in Rasheed White, and for teams to advance, on deep into the playoffs, like, they can rush the passer, and they they got a guy, Mike Evans, who could score points, so... I think they actually have a puncher's chance to go into Detroit and win.
2: Which leads us to a question that a, a caller asked us the other day. Did the Jets cut bait on uh, on Balls too quickly? Now he had a couple of really bad years, but he, he looks like he's a pretty decent coach, and the guy they moved on to from Bowles was not very good. So did they did they fire him too soon?
3: Yeah, I'm 100% biased. I work with Todd. He, he's not a what-you-see-is-what-you-get guy. I think he's one of these guys that's fiercely competitive, very relatable to players, and not great with the media, and he doesn't define the job as being as such. So, um, you know, it's probably unfair to ask me because I'm such a big fan of his. Uh, but you know, just like it, you know, we talked about the quarterbacks guys, it's hard to develop head coaches, and it's really hard to do that in New York.
2: And the funny thing, we had a weekly with him, Mike. We thought he was great. I mean, he's 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 not going to light yep. you up with quotes, but he's never rude ever.
3: Yeah, no, and he's really smart. Like, he is, look, he was in the building with Coach Parcells back in 2000, and um, just the reverence. I mean, I saw Coach Parcells pick his brain all the time, and he was a really good player, very loyal, but has a high bar. And, you know, look, they have an the $80 million competitive disadvantage this year, and to get to, you know, the final eight is just, it says a lot of his about his coaching acumen.
0: I understand Rodgers wants him, but are the Jets making mistakes sticking with Salah?
3: Well, I'd say it this way, guys: like if we were drafting coaches, Mike Vrabel, Jim Harbaugh, Ben Johnson, Dan Quinn, and Robert Sala, you know where would that fall in the draft? And I don't think you can make any decision based on one player. Look, is Aaron Rodgers important? Absolutely, is. We love you. We want you here. We want you to rehab, but. Your job is to play quarterback. Our job is to run the franchise. And any decision we make, guys, we have to say, like, if we move on from a coach or a player, is there someone better? And we've talked about it a lot, you know, on the shows, which is, like, guys, this is a historically deep group of coaches that are available. Dan Quinn took a team to a Super Bowl. Jim Harbaugh took a team to a Super Bowl. Belichick's won six of them. There's a lot of great coaches. Mike Vrabel is a great coach. You know, we're not even talking about people like Aaron Glenn or Ben Johnson. So, If I was running a team, I may like my coach, but if I have an opportunity to get better, I owe it to the organization to explore.
2: All right, so a final question along those lines. If if you're the GM of the Jets and what they have the 10th pick, are are you picking a quarterback? Or you're afraid that Aaron Rodgers will get mad?
3: Yeah, I'm not worried about that. You know, hey, look, let's give Brian Gutekunst and the Packers credit. He got mad when they drafted Jordan Love how that turned out. So if there's a quarterback we like, Mike, I'm telling you, if there's a quarterback... That we like, we're taking them. And, uh, hey, guys, before we end I have a question for you guys, because you're like the great arbiter here. But in a pickleball showdown, it's DiPietro and Rothenberg against Amani Toomer and Anita Marks. Who do you got?
2: Well, Dave's not an athlete. Obviously, Rick is a great athlete. (laughs) Uh, That's tough. What do you think, guys? I I like Amani and Anita. I don't know, man. That's
4: because really Anita, good. Anita, an, well, but Anita's a much better athlete than Dave. And, and, and if you call Amani and Rick a scratch, oh, oh, you know what yeah, I'm saying? No, Rick is younger than Amani.
2: A bit. Yeah, I can't pick you, against you C.P.H. Know, or Mike. I just can't. He's my guy. Sad. But I, I think Anita
0: and Tumor is okay. the way to go.
3: Thank you. You know, it's right. So we have our Sunday morning show, and Anita is trying to get these knuckleheads at least to come on to talk about it, and they're so scared of, uh, of Anita, they won't even come on to discuss it. So, you know, I'm the self-appointed, you know, I'm going to be the referee of the match, mm. and, uh, you know, a little bit of an ESPN New York showdown here, but there's a lot of confidence flowing from uh, Marks and Tumor. I'll just leave it at that. A very confident group. Well,
4: I, you know, th- that that worries me. I wouldn't want them to go too far because <laughs> – Dave as Dave was an avid tennis player, I know that, and he's in pretty good shape right now because he had the bar
2: mitzvah recently. So I, they definitely want to take him for granted. I will. Oh say that. wait, listen to this, Peter. I just got a text mm-hmm. from DPH. Tell that rat Mike T he suspended from the morning show. Oh Ooh. my god, I don't know <laughs> That's if he's got that power!
4: <laughs> wow. That is unfortunate.
3: Hey, wow. you know, hey guys, I was already on double super probation. So is there a big difference between double no. super probation and a suspension?
2: zero very well said enjoy the games this weekend
3: (laughs) all right thanks guys thanks man all right
2: hey DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying new customers can get bet five bucks on any game And get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Will any of the underdogs pull off the upset? Plus, everyone gets a no sweat, same game parlay for every playoff game day. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code Empire. New customers can bet just five bucks to get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Empire. E M. P-I-R-E. The crown is yours. You must be 21 plus, physically present in New York. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Opt-in required. One no-sweat token issued per eligibility day after opt-in. No-sweat bonus bet issued based on amount of losing qualifying bet. Eligibility, max reward limits, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Call 877 8 hopeny or just text HOPENY. All six nine all right business leaders let's talk dry ice emergencies ever had your approved vendor drop the ball when you needed dry ice the most enter chilly willy and cool carl's ice your dependable solution when the heat is on over 46 years of rescuing companies from ice nightmares scheduled maintenance power shutdowns or unexpected emergencies they've got you covered because when you need dry ice you need it now not whenever chili willy cool carl.com chili willy and cool carl's ice because your emergencies shouldn't be an emergency another day is here and you're
3: ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals
1: Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKSESPN.
2: ESPN New York presents an evening with Garrett Wilson, an intimate event in the Big Apple with the Jet star wide receiver. For a chance to score passes to this exclusive event, including food and beverage, go to ESPNNewYork.com or find the contest page on the ESPN New York app and submit your entry. In Evening with Garrett Wilson it is brought to you by Corona and Sansone Auto Mall. You know, something that Mike Tannenbaum said that, that's interesting to me, and I, I don't necessarily agree with the thought that mm-hmm. Bill Belichick always had trouble defending Justin Fields. So that would be the quarterback that he ends up trying to get i think that's a bad bad way to look at it i've seen in baseball guys that just punish a team and they oh this guy's good no he's good against your team you can't stop justin fields but you know obviously there's a lot of teams that can so you can't just look at how he performs against you and say wow he's so hard to stop i know you're the greatest defensive mind of all time but other teams have stopped
0: them right Yeah, but that's the. I I don't think he looks at it that way. I I think he looks at it the fact that, boy, this guy is really difficult. You know, I'm I'm a defensive genius, and I'm up at night trying to figure out a way to stop him. Boy, I'd love to have him on my team and use that against somebody else, right? Uh, So I think that's like the angle of why wouldn't you look at it that way? Not so much the success you've had against him, but boy, when I game plan for this guy, I see so many good things, and... And now I can have him and I can make him even tougher to defend. You know, like the Bears probably misused him, but he had so much talent. I think that's what—that's the angle he's looking at, of how difficult it was to defend him. Imagine how difficult he'll be to defend once I get a hold of him. Mm. I mean, it's all knowledge, right? Why do you think all these coaches go out and get former players that played for them? You know that they because they they
2: know how they can work. with Yeah, them. but that's okay. Guys that play for you really know the inner workings of that guy. But just to, to get a guy but, because you had trouble defending him, I don't know if that's a great ploy.
4: I just I think hear what rebar- you're saying, but it, cause he's, it's, it's cause- a logical way to think, Don. Like I, he may not be right, but you, you understand why you would think that way. Why, why Michael thinks that way or Bill? No, why Belichick? No, way. that's, I mean, what, I, that's it, what I'm it, saying. Yeah. Is it makes like, sense.
0: Like, Bill is a defensive genius, and he looks at all the quarterbacks that are available and say, here's a guy that I think has been misused in Chicago. Even with that said, I, I find his skill set very difficult to defend. So once I start to work, work with him, other defensive coordinators are going to have problems with him. So I, I, it shouldn't be your only reason, but I, I can understand why that would there would be logic there.
2: Now, um, one quick baseball aside. So, Yankee manager Aaron Boone was on uh, with the guys on foul territory. And, you know, he's very bullish on on the way Cortez looks and, and that Rodon got to Tampa early, looks good. And Stanton is slimmed down, the whole deal. But everybody looks good in spring training. But the one thing that he's still doubling down on, and I have not had a chance to talk to Aaron, and at some point I'm going to ask him this, he plans to bat Soto second, and Judge third, hmm. and I don't get it now. I think Soto is going to be a great citizen. This is the last year before free agency, but I know for a fact, talking to people from San Diego, he wanted no part of batting second. He wanted to bat third. Now, supposedly, he's had a conversation with Aaron, and he's fine with batting third. But here would be my question to Aaron, if I could ask him, why? Have you, why have you been batting Judge second? The, the, the reason I keep getting, well, he's going to get 40 more at-bats than if he batted third or fourth over the course of the season. You're giving away those 40 at-bats to Judge now? Don't, and also, if you bat Judge second and Soto third, you know Soto's going to be happy because he wanted to bat third in San Diego, and he's going to give Judge the best protection he's ever had. And please don't tell me because LeMayu's going to lead off, it's going to be righty-righty. So What? Righty, righty, lefty, righty, light. I mean, it's going to be staggered after the first two righties. But that's
0: your answer. But, but you may not agree with it, but that's probably
2: the answer. Yeah, but, but I love righties that. don't neutralize Aaron Judge. Righties don't neutralize um, DJ LeMay to the point that, you, you know, they're going to bring in a right. I mean, it, why wouldn't you keep people in their comfort zone? Judge is comfortable at second. And Soto has clearly made it... Very apparent, he's comfortable at third. I have heard stories that Scott Boris called people in San Diego and demanded that Soto bat third. So just, I know Adam is, uh, Aaron is very persuasive, so he he spoke with Soto, and Soto's good with with batting second. But but he wasn't last year. So why upset the apple cart? I don't get the advantage. I mean, he's going to get better pitches with Judge behind him. But Judge would get better pitches. So, don't you want the guy that can hit sixty-two home runs rather than the guy that, at his best, is going to hit a forty home runs? But it's not just
0: about home runs; it's about that he's going to get you're going to get the most out of the player. I mean, does it? I, I think it behooves Soto more than Judge.
2: I mean, Judge is terrific. Does he need that? Well, does Soto need it? He's got the same numbers as Ted Williams after six years. So I don't I don't understand it. I can't wait to talk to Aaron about it when I get the spring training. Why, 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 are we dying on that hill? Judge was like ensconced in the second hole. Now he's not. Now you want him to bat third. Now you're going to give away those 40 at bats over the course of a season that you get extra by batting first or second. Uh, that's why I don't, that's why I'm not the manager, I guess. Hey, it's Michael K. I love when I get to talk about my friends at PC Richard Son. It's a local company, family owned. I trust them for my appliances, TVs, electronics, and a good night's sleep, too. Their experts use a four step mattress fitting process to find you the right pillow, the right comfort, the right technology, and the right adjustable base so that your new bed fits you perfectly. They guarantee it. And free in home delivery on all mattresses $199 and up. So do what I do get to PC Richard Son, the local company that you could trust for your new mattress. Friends, go doctor,
0: go see Doctor Jay Shaw. He's a double board certified pain specialist. Don't let your neck, back, joint, or nerve pain slow you down from doing all the things that you love. It is time to reclaim your active lifestyle. Call our friend Doctor Jay Shaw today at Samwell Pain. Doctor Jay Shaw treats joint, neck, back, sciatica, and nerve pain. Doctor Shaw is also a migraine and headache specialist. Procedures involve no cuts, scars, incisions, or downtime. Call Dr. Jay Shaw to take a non-surgical approach with precise image-guided procedures without pain medications. Enjoy life pain-free. Same-day and next-day appointments available. Go to samwellpain.com. Put an end to your pain and suffering today. Why wait any longer? Make your appointment with Dr. Jay Shaw. Go to samwellpain.com now. Regain your active lifestyle. Enjoy all of your favorite activities pain-free. Samwell Pain now has three convenient locations in Woodbridge, Livingston, and a brand-new office in Englewood to serve Bergen County. Visit SamwellPayne.com. You will wish you met Dr. Shah sooner. Most major insurance are accepted.
1: Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon, starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.